From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, former Justice Minister Cho Guk is sentenced to two years in prison on charges related to academic irregularities involving his children and intervening in a state inspection. The government and the ruling party seek to raise the age of eligibility for free subway rides currently offered to seniors age 65 and older. And Foreign Minister Park Jin and U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan reaffirm that the Allies' utmost priority is the complete denuclearization of North Korea. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. Former Justice Minister Cho Guk has been sentenced to two years in prison on charges related to academic irregularities involving his children and intervening in a state inspection. The Seoul Central District Court handed down the verdict on Friday, finding him guilty on most of the charges related to academic irregularities involving his children, including forging documents to help his children get into prestigious schools. He had faced the charge that he received bribes in the form of his daughter's scholarship. The court judged that it was not bribery, but still amounts to a violation of the anti-graft law. The court also found him guilty of abusing his power as a then-senior presidential civil secretary to end an inspection into bribery allegations surrounding former Busan vice mayor Yu Jae-su. Also on Friday, the court sentenced Chung kyung shim Cho's wife and a former Dongyang University professor, to one year in prison for admission irregularities involving her son. The government and the ruling People Power Party are seeking to raise the age of eligibility for free subway rides offered to seniors in an effort to stem the losses incurred by municipal governments. Following a party meeting on Friday, PPP floor leader Zhu Ho-young said his party and the government will discuss how the central and local government could share the deficit burden while considering revising the 65-year-old threshold set decades ago. Seoul Mayor Oh Se-hoon recently urged the finance ministry to address the snowballing annual deficit of 1 trillion won, or about 813 billion U.S. dollars, in order to reduce the public's burden. This comes after the ministry, under a policy of fiscal austerity, opposed a bipartisan budget that passed through a standing committee last year seeking to make up for the losses due to local government subway public service obligation. Seoul Mayor Oh Se-hoon says he will leave open all possibilities as calls grow to up the age of eligibility for free subway rides offered to seniors. In a social media post on Friday, Oh said that now is the time to start social discourse on revamping the rate system for public transportation. His remarks came a day after Daegu Mayor Hong Jun-pyo said the city is considering raising the age of seniors eligible for free subway rides to 70 or older, up from the current eligibility age of 65 or older for free rides on subways in six major cities, including Seoul. A group advocating for the rights of people with disabilities said it will call off rush hour subway protests until February 13th. Park Kyung-sok, the head of Solidarity Against Disability Discrimination, said on Friday that a lawmakers group led by main opposition Democratic Party representative Kim Min-sok and a civic group have requested the suspension. The lawmakers and civic group have pledged to actively engage in a social discussion and seek a resolution regarding mobility issues faced by people with disabilities. Referring to his talks with Seoul Mayor Oh Se-hoon the previous day, 
Pak expressed regret that the mayor called his group's protests extreme while failing to call on the finance ministry to draw up a budget to improve disability rights. Foreign Minister Pak Jin and U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan reaffirm that the Allies' utmost priority is the complete denuclearization of North Korea. Seoul's foreign ministry said that Pak and Sullivan reiterated the shared objective during a discussion on Thursday in Washington, where the minister is visiting, as they agreed to firmly respond to North Korea's provocations while continuing efforts to cut off Pyongyang's access to illicit funds through hacking. The Allies agreed to call for the international community's fulfillment of UN Security Council resolutions and to enhance efforts to inform countries around the world about human rights violations inside the regime. Earlier in the day, Foreign Minister Pak also met with U.S. lawmakers and former ambassadors to seek support for efforts to strengthen the U.S.-South Korea alliance. Unification Minister Kwon Yong-se has said that while North Korea's tight control over inter-Korean exchanges is likely aimed at taming the new administration in Seoul, it may also point to internal problems. Kwon shared the assessment during a meeting on Friday with Buddhist monk Jinu, leader of the Choge Order, noting that cross-border dialogue is cut off in all areas, including government, society, culture, sports, and religion. He said the government has no intention of monopolizing cooperation and exchanges with the North, and stressed that while it sternly deals with provocations, it also believes that facilitating human exchanges can help resolve the nuclear issue. On Friday, the Unification Ministry also responded to North Korea's adoption of a new law on safeguarding state secrets, saying that Pyongyang appears to be tightening internal discipline and social order. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. Seoul and Washington are said to be discussing a possible state visit to the U.S. by President Yoon Suk-yeol in the first half of the year. According to diplomatic sources on Friday, the two sides are holding such discussions while also leaving open the possibility of making the president's visit an official or working visit. A state visit to the U.S. by Yoon would be the first by a South Korean president since Im Young-bak in 2011, with interest growing over whether Yoon will address the U.S. Congress as he did 12 years ago. Democracy in South Korea is assessed to have declined slightly as the country dropped eight spots from a year earlier to come in 24th out of 167 countries in an annual global analysis. According to a survey published on Wednesday by the Economist's analytic agency, the Economist Intelligence Unit, South Korea scored a weighted average of 8.03 out of 10 points on its Democracy Index 2022. The country's score managed to surpass eight points to be classified as a full democracy for the third consecutive year despite losing ground from last year, with the analysis blaming the partisan nature of politics in the country. South Korea rose to the top group for the first time in five years in 2020 after scoring 8.01 points to rank 23rd, having previously fallen in the flawed democracy category, the second highest ahead of hybrid regime and authoritarian regime. North Korea ranked 165th, unchanged from a year earlier, with a score of 1.08, while at the other end of the scale, Norway retained the top spot with a score of 9.81 points. Apple Pay is set to become available in South Korea from early next month. 
According to Seoul-based Yonhap News Agency on Friday, the mobile payment service by Apple is set to launch in early March at the earliest, as financial authorities have concluded that the service is compliant with local laws. Stores equipped with near-field communication payment terminals will be the first to offer Apple Pay, with the payment service reliant on the contactless payment technology accessed via smart mobile devices. Stores prepared to begin operating the system include convenience stores, Shinsegae department store, Lotte department store, Starbucks, Paris Baguette, and Ikea. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 11.52 points, or 0.47% on Friday, to close the week at 2,480.40. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also rose, gaining 2.17 points, or 0.28%, to close at 766.79. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 9.11 against the dollar, closing the day at 1,229.41. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.